0: take a seat welcome to the first young adult bible study of the year as i said earlier i am pastor logan i love being able to spend my tuesday nights in this historic room because if you don't know this used to be the main sanctuary this was the worship center of this church 60 years ago Um, These are original stained glass windows. They then added on so much to the building that they eventually took out those stained glass windows. But when we, and this room used to be a kids ministry called Caraway Street where they would do puppet shows. It was incredible. Some of you guys went to it. Um, But when we wanted to turn this space back into a chapel, a space like this, uh, we reached out to someone to, they basically mimicked the old stained glass windows and remade those new ones. So it's just so cool to think of how many weddings have happened in this room, how many, I know weddings that have happened in this room, uh, funerals that have happened in this room, uh, Sunday services that have happened in this room. Um, This is a a space where the Bible has been studied and that's exactly what we're gonna keep doing. Amen. Um, Each Tuesday night, the, the heartbeat of what we do here as a young adult group, a young adults of this church, as we gather in this room to study and we're studying the most valuable book that has ever been written. We are studying the most valuable words that have ever been said. So for this first study, uh, I, we have chosen a passage that strikes at the core of the vision for this group and that is Luke 24, The Road to Emmaus. So here we are. Luke 24, the road to Emmaus. Let's open our Bibles to the passage or your phones. I I still carry a Bible with me in the church, but if I'm honest, I definitely use my phone for a Bible. Uh, some people are really opposed to that, but I definitely do it. Um, Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So that's why we go to Scripture and today's passage, Luke 24 just verse 15 is what I want to focus on tonight. It says this. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. So if you're unfamiliar, this is from uh, the Road to Emmaus story. It's in the Gospel of Luke. And the Emmaus story is either loved or it's not known. Because I love it so much. (laughs) It's awesome. Um, It's so loved because it gives a vibrant, clear picture of who Jesus is. So my prayer is that as we look at this passage tonight, we will look at Jesus and we can grow Closer to him and in a deeper knowledge of our Lord and Savior. So, if you remember, I'm going to try to kind of recapture the context of this verse. Uh, Luke 24. Jesus died on a Friday. And in this story, it is now Sunday. Jesus died on Friday. It is now Sunday. And there are two disciples that start walking out of Jerusalem on Sunday. Two days prior, these two disciples who are walking, two days prior, they witnessed a city-wide mob. The religious authorities and the authoritarian government work together to arrest, accuse, slander, whip, beat, crucify, and bury their teacher, mentor, Messiah, God, and friend. Their weekend has been a very depressing one and you can imagine too that their Saturday wasn't that great either. And it's now Sunday. They eat brunch and they head out of town. They start walking. They live in a town about seven miles away and I didn't walk seven miles to test this. I Googled it. But apparently... It takes three hours to walk seven miles. They're depressed, they're confused, and they're a little unsure. And going into this new season that we're walking into, summer's behind us, fall is ahead of us. We're a lot like them in a lot of ways depressed, confused, unsure. Burdened by new jobs, new classes, new relationships, a new season. We, a lot of us are mourning the loss of what's behind us and we're looking and a little bit daunting, it's a little bit daunting to look at what is ahead of us this fall. And just like these two disciples, a lot of us are wondering what God is going to do with what we're walking into. They're walking into a Sunday, two days prior <laughs> They had the worst Friday of their lives. They're wondering what God is going to do with this new season, like a lot of us. And they had a lot of reasons to doubt whether or not he would do anything at all. So these two disciples just don't know anymore. These two disciples are walking and discussing together. And as they were leaving, this is crazy. As they were leaving, some friends of theirs shared some news. As they're leaving town, some Christian friends of theirs, also followers of Christ, shared this news. Jesus is missing. The dead Jesus is missing. His body is gone. And these friends of his who are sharing the news have a crazy notion that the reason Jesus is no longer in the tomb is because he walked out. The dead Jesus. And the Bible says, the Bible literally says this, that they thought that to be an idle tale. Roughly translated to nonsense. They thought that it wasn't even wishful thinking. They thought it was nonsense. And with all this emotion and all this baggage and all these thoughts, they start walking and start talking about what in the world's going on. And that brings us to verse 15, which says this. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. The man was dead and buried, but he is now alive and going for a brisk walk. They were talking and discussing together. Discussing what? They were probably talking about Jesus. Their emotions were probably a bit of a roller coaster in this moment. And they were probably, I think we can say pretty confidently, not at their best. What is Jesus all about then? What do we do now that he is dead? And it is nonsense to think that he is walking around out there somewhere. He died. And it is in that moment of turmoil and confusion that it says Jesus drew near and went with them. Jesus didn't come to them because they were full of confidence and full of truth. Jesus came to them when they were actually pretty bad at being a believer. The most important thing that I've noticed in this story is exactly here in verse 15 that Jesus came to them when they were talking about Jesus. And that's what mattered most. Jesus came to them when they were talking about Jesus. And I can't think of a better image for what we want here in this study on Tuesday nights. We aren't trying to get more of God here by being sinless or having flawless faith as nice as that would be. We are here aiming for something a lot more simple and a lot more beautiful. That Jesus is going to come to us when we study and read his word despite where we're at when we walk through those doors. That Jesus is going to come to us when we study and read his word despite where you're at when you walk through those doors. Meeting Jesus in his word is not up to you. It's not up to your emotional state or mental state or spiritual passion. Jesus came to these disciples precisely, precisely when they were probably at their worst. But they were talking about Jesus. And that is when the risen Jesus began to walk with them. These disciples are probably... At their worst, but they were talking about Jesus, and that is when Jesus came and walked with them. The Bible says, He draws near to those who draw near to Him. When I was a teenager, uh, I'm done counting, I don't know how long ago that was. Um, I'm 26. Do your own math. Uh, When I was a teenager, my friends and I were feeling hungry for the Lord, which was a blessing in my life. Um, And we wanted more than youth group at the time. We wanted more than Sunday mornings at the time. So what we did was we started a Bible study. The first Bible study that I was ever a part of. And every week, we sat in our friend's living room, and all we did, we didn't have like a study we followed. We literally just took turns talking about what we were reading in the Bible that week. And um, uh, we went to our friend's house and her dad would sit in a recliner in the corner and just listen. And then once we were all done, he would kind of share his elderly thoughts to us all. And it was great because he had to correct some things sometimes. Um, And we only did that for, I think, only a few months. But it was really, really, really sweet and I think you could call it heavenly. And I mean that very specifically. It was heavenly. That Bible study changed my life. It wasn't extravagant. It wasn't super thought out. It wasn't even very deep biblically, but it showed me the power of simply reading God's word together with other believers. Just simply meeting Jesus by reading his word. And ever since that study um, I just, I, ever since that study, I always felt like something was missing in my weekly routine if I didn't have a Bible study, if I didn't have conversations with believers about God's word. I just felt like something's missing because I felt what it feels like to have Jesus draw near to you as you draw near to him with other believers. So I want to end with this before we go into discussion groups and study God's word together. This year, you will not always be at your best. And I regret to inform you that very few of us will ever be at our best in this room. Most of us, as we're walking through those doors, might even be at our worst. This year holds a lot of challenges that we aren't always going to walk into Tuesday night feeling like we won the lottery. But the vision for this Bible study is not that you will always bring your best. No one expects that of you. The vision of this Bible study is that you will simply bring whatever you got, good or bad, and that as we draw near to Jesus, he will draw near to us like he promises to. That as we draw near to him, he will draw near us like he promises to. That's the vision. That's what we're doing. So I want to pray and then I want to give you guys a chance to discuss at your groups. Um, What we do here is we study the Bible and we do so in our tables. So you have Bibles? We'll study them. Um, You got thoughts? Share them. Uh, I'm going to pray and then I want to just give us time to study God's word together. So uh, what sticks out to you in Luke twenty four fifteen? That's the verse I had on the screen. What cre- questions come up to you when you read it? Uh, and then look at James 4, 8. Look at Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. 13. Uh, talk about how that's relevant to today's study, uh, today's passage. And then these two questions I think are really awesome. How can this weekly Bible study be an encouragement to you or others? Um, and do you have any goals for the year that you'd like prayer for? Let's pray for each other. Um, We're gonna do that for 30 to 35 minutes and then I'll come back up and I'll make a decisive time that we can actually shift to actually praying for each other. So, Father, thank you so much for, God, this space. Thank you for your word. Thank you for just an amazing passage like Luke 24. Father, they were not at their best and, um, God, many of us aren't either. God, but you don't come to us because we're sinless or have perfect faith. Um, God, you don't come to us when we're at our best or when we bring you the best, God, but you come to us when we honestly draw near to you. You've promised us that you'll come and draw near to us if we draw near to you. And Father, thank you for ultimately making the first move and loving us first. God, we pray that uh, you just bless our evening and our time together. God, I pray for all of us in this room. God, that uh, we're all at different places, but you know where we're coming from and what we're going to as we leave. And so I just pray that you um, remind us of your presence. God, thank you so much for your love and for the cross. In your name we pray. Amen. Cool.